Welcome back to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so it's just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. Thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. Tonight, we are going to start fresh with our new season after a briefish but also long ask hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a little bit of both of those. A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we're sort of retooling the podcast a little bit. So you'll notice that as we move forward, uh, we're really working to find our niche. And you'll know a bit more focus on the cocktails and maybe even the history of them as we go forward. Because I'm a a nerd. I can't even say I'm a history nerd. I'm just a fucking nerd. Okay. Sometimes they'll have a history this particular one does not because we just fucking made it up it has a very short history but yeah a short history it does have a short history you're right yeah so don't sell it short go 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 okay um anyway uh yeah we want to keep this relevant and entertaining but we'd also like to see if maybe we can expand our leadership leadership okay that comes in later listenership (laughs) yes we love our listeners we do love our listeners but, you know, we have a very, we have a tight but important listenership right now. And we'd like to expand that by maybe six or seven faithful people. So yes. we love Yeah. Uh, but it's not a dramatic change, but we want to make sure that you're getting what you need. At the end of the day, that's our goal. Yeah. So. In the spirit of that, and see how it worked spirit in there, because spirit, spirits. You said spirit. That's so funny. You said spirit, and we're drinking spirits. Huh? Um, I'm so clever. Uh, what are we drinking tonight, Jillian? Actually, tonight's adult beverage, we are calling the Sonia Soto Salerno. In, on- in honor of the first Latina to sit on the Supreme Court, the amazing Sonia Sotomayor. So she was also friends with your most delightful, most wonderful RBG. Yay, my hero. So this is a riff on an amazing drink that I tried when I was in Vegas with Rexy. We went to the Waldorf Astoria Sky Bar, which was fucking amazing, by the way. And this drink was called the Spanish Trail there. Our version is a little less fancy, so, <laughs> but there's this, delish. like all kinds of things, and I tried <laughs> to recreate it, but we didn't have some of the things. <laughs> but what we did do, we did tequila, Salerno blood orange liqueur. Um, I put a little blood orange juice if you happen to have that. Like, there was a blood orange place, like, they had blood oranges at our sprouts by me, so I just picked some of those up. Put a little bit of splash of that. Lime juice, simple syrup. <laughs> she doesn't have COVID, I swear. I don't have COVID. It's allergies, I swear to God. <laughs> um, and then we made an egg white foam with, I always use my like milk foamer. Like you've got those milk foamer pitchers where you like pump them up and it's like milk foam. But with egg whites, it's a little harder and sort of sexy, but whatever. And then I added just a little bit of the Salerno blood orange liqueur to it. So it gave that kind of blood orange foam to it. Top that off and you put the Himalayan pink sea salt because 
this is a woman's drink. And I think this is amazing. What do you think, woman? I fucking love it. Right? It's so good. I made one. Oh, I made one earlier in the afternoon. And I I am a chicken shit. (laughs) Pun intended. Because I didn't use actual eggs. I used um, the egg white stuff you can buy at the store. up as well, do you think? I thought it foamed up quite nicely. You can even see the remnant That's foam lovely. in yeah. my IKEA pump. Like, use the uh, use like the pasteurize. <laughs> Sorry, my pop filter just fell off my mic. <laughs> use the pasteurized ones, like they're already pasteurized. Yeah, I just regular egg whites because I felt badass. Yeah. You live dangerously, whereas I'm scared shitless of salmonella. Pun intended again. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Thank you. I'm no. on the edge, but living on the edge. <laughs> I like it when you sing that song. Thank you. Um, I just felt like this was a good way to go. For me, when I made it, I use the Casa Dragones. Like, like, have you tried that tequila yet? I've not. No, I use the Casa uh, Casamigo. Okay, so I like the Casamigos. Casamigos is delicious tequila. Hmm. As our regular listeners know, neither of us are huge tequila people, but we like our tequila okay. You know, if I'm going to drink a tequila, I'm not going with like the Jose Cuervo or some bullshit like that. I want something delicious. Mm. There's a few that I really like. I do like the Casamigos. Mm. And that's the one with George Clooney and Randy Gerber, who happens to be married to Cindy Crawford, who I actually met. (gasps) <gasps> okay the 1980s are you fucking serious okay yeah, Tom because here's the thing Tom Hanks Patrick Swayze Cindy Crawford fuck you well, okay so Cindy Crawford just happened to be like right at the beginning of her career I <sighs> oh motherfucker I've got like Ted Kennedy and Bob Dole so yeah, well, you know I went to band camp legit band camp <laughs> one time I went to Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp in Michigan and I went with a girl named Krista and Krista was from the same town as Cindy Crawford and I went to visit her and we went there and there was a party and we went in and Cindy Crawford happened to be at the party and it was I'm not even talking like at the beginning of her career this was like Actually, just before the beginning of her career, she had only done her first photo shoot or something like that. She had only done local stuff. And she was from Indiana, blah, blah, blah. Go to the party. I met her. She seemed pretty nice. She was really smart. She was going to go to college for some, like, chemistry or some hard thing. And when I went to the train station to take the train home... I was like, uh, holy shit, that was the girl I saw at the party the other night. <laughs> and she was on the cover of the magazine. And that was literally the beginning of her career. Wow. So okay. it was really one of those kind of fortuitous moments. They went to high school together. Oh, my God. It was just sort of one of those crazy things. It wasn't like, oh, by the way, I know Cindy Crawford. We're buddies. <laughs> so... I do like the Casamigos tequila. It's very good. <laughs> I can plan to. Yeah, I brought that. 
I yeah. tend to prefer, in general, silver tequila, just like I like white rum. Mm. I, I like the tequilas, the rums, the vodkas that don't have a lot of flavor in general. I can see that. I, I do. Now, I will say with rum, my favorite is Kraken. But, you know, part of that is so I can impersonate Liam Neeson. You know, release the Kraken. <laughs> That's Kraken is for something different, though, than like just normal drinks. That is true. And Kraken is like when that's your primary flavor. And I have some recipes that I've made using Kraken that I need to share, but those are future episodes. So Kraken and Diet Dr. Pepper used to be my favorite thing ever. Motherfuck, seriously? Seriously, it was so good. (laughs) Kraken and Diet Dr. Pepper, but now I can't, like, because, you know, the bariatric surgery and stuff. I can't really drink Diet Dr. Pepper, but those two things together were fucking amazing. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. That's hilarious. In our neighborhood, I used to just, like, go crazy with that. Okay, so so what are your tasting notes on this? (sighs) All right, so I'm bringing this back. Casa Mm. Dragonas tequila. First of all, this is an excellent sipping tequila. Mm. There's only two places that I've ever really done sipping tequila. Hold on. There's a sipping tequila? Yes. I did not know. You can do sipping tequilas. You and I. (laughs) Oh. And T. Do you remember when we went to Disney? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Do you remember our time in the pyramid in Mexico in Epcot? (gasps) Yes. Do you remember the tequila cava? That's where you get sipping tequila. Okay, we do that. I yeah. go with you again. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay, so, but Casa de Rigones is one of those kind of sipping tequilas that you can really, um, okay, so with a whiskey, you sip mm-hmm. the whiskey, you've got the whiskey, and then you've got like a cup of ice, right? Mm-hmm. With tequila as a sipping tequila, it's a little bit different. You want your tequila, and it's not necessarily a cup of ice, you want your tequila, you want something with maybe a little bit of citrus to it. So maybe you might have um, a cup of water with ice and lime, or ice and lemon. And it adds this sort of flavor to it. But their tequilas can have a butteriness to them and they can have a um they can have a spice so tequilas can have these wonderful flavors and i actually think casa dragones is one of those kind of tequilas oh nice i will have to try that i i gotta admit i'm very stuck on the casamigo right now i like casamigos it's a good tequila it's not super expensive either Casamigos is a little bit more expensive. I want to say it's like 50 bucks a bottle. Hmm. It's not crazy money. Like, it's not crazy money. It's not super cheap. It's not like, it's not Cuervo. It's not Cuervo cheap. But (laughs) No offense, Cuervo. Don't don't add us. So we talked about retooling our podcast. One of the things Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about is cocktail craft in general. And I think that when you are, when you're crafting a cocktail, there are some cocktails that you kind of don't care too much about what you're mixing with what, uh, because you don't need to have a high craft cocktail, 
but for like when you're mixing a high quality whiskey, if you're going to have an old fashioned, you want something in that old fashioned that's the equivalent of a sipper. Mm. You want something in there that you would be willing to just sit and sip because it's not a super mixy cocktail. It doesn't have a lot of ingredients. Something with a lot of ingredients, it has a lot of extra stuff with it to make the liqueur taste better, to make the lick, to make the liquor taste better, to make whatever booze you're making more palatable. No, that makes complete and utter sense. It's one of the reasons why I like Crystal Head Vodka so much, because yeah. it's so clean. It's a sipper vodka, actually. You know, oh. you can have that vodka and just sit and sip it with just like a little squeeze of lemon or a squeeze of lime or just a dab of something mm. to make it taste, have that beautiful kind of, it, it's smooth and it's got that kind of buttery, almost an oiliness. An oily sounds mm. gross, but it's got kind of an oiliness to it in, in a way that's, that feels good in your mouth. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it's it's one of the reasons why I picked the Casamigo yeah. uh, here, because it, it, again, is very clean tequila. Mm -hmm. It's not an overpowering tequila, but it's still... Did you do the Blanco? I, I did the Blanco, of course. I prefer Blanco yeah. tequila almost always. Yeah, agreed, because it is, it's milder, and when you're mixing it with things like, yeah. well, on this, we have the lime juice, we have the egg foam, we have the Salerno. Yeah. I'm really, especially with the pink sea salt on the top oh. of the foam, it's this, it's complementary rather than anything getting overpowering. Yeah. And the sea salt almost brings out the Casamigo. I Because agree. otherwise, it'd be very subtle. I agree. And in this, I almost want the star of the show to be the Salerno, which yes. there are several different, like, beautiful blood orange type of boozy kind of things you can do. And I know that the original from uh, the Waldorf has a different blood orange, but the Salerno is one that I really enjoy. Mm. Yeah. And so... It, it I like this alcohol, and I think it complements a lot of different tequilas. Yeah, I think between the tequila, the salt, and the simple syrup, it really brings out the bitterness of the blood orange, but without yes. it being overpowering. Right, and I don't like bitter stuff. I just don't. Right. I mean, people are like, it's so good because it's bitter. Like, that's one of the reasons, like, we had a couple of Amaro cocktails we tried, and I was like, Oh, this is yucky. Well, you like some bitter because you like me. I'm I bitter. Like remember when? Remember when we used to go out while you were in your divorce, and you're like, "But I'm not bitter." <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And you got me the "I'm not bitter" T-shirt that I wore. I did. It was such <laughs> a good picture for you. It was perfect. <laughs> oh man. But well, the thing. The thing I like about the Casa Dragones. Mm. is that it has these kind of, um, so the tasting notes of this are sort of this, it's got a really sort of silky body with it. Um, you know, if you swish something around in a glass by itself, 
how it swishes and then you see these sort of stripes coming down. Those are called the legs. Yes. So the legs of this are very long and it's got a sleek texture on the palate. It's really got a, a citrusy floral aroma and the taste that like the undernotes of it are kind of um, vanilla-y. But if you look really hard, if you like just hold it in your mouth, you can almost taste the tiniest bit of pear. And that's if you're just doing this by itself. So when you mix this and you add it to the blood orange and a little bit of the lime juice and mix it with the egg foam and all of that, it just has this gorgeous, like this fullness to it that adds so much amazingness. And in the end, it actually, like, as you're just drinking it by itself, if you are just sipping the Casa Mi, like the Casa Dragonis by itself, you would taste, like, at the very end, if you think really hard, and I actually have to put a little bit of water with it as I'm drinking it to get these other flavors, just like I do with whiskey, but... <laughs> If I add just a little bit of water, I get almost a little bit of hazelnut, which to me, I don't oh my love. God. I don't fucking love a hazelnut. I think hazelnut tastes like feet. What? But, no, no, I don't love hazelnut. <sighs> Nutella. Ew. <gasps> I like anyway. the chocolate part of Nutella, but the rest of it tastes like feet. Hazelnut in general tastes like feet, smells like feet. Oh. He loves hazelnut coffee. And when I make it for him, if I smell it, I love the coffee part. The rest of it smells like feet. Oh, okay. T and I will gang up on you over that one. Well, when you come here after Christmas, okay. you guys can have as much hazelnut coffee as you want. I'll okay. even get you a hazelnut creamer to go with your stink ass <gasps> hazelnut coffee. <laughs> Okay, well, appreciate the sophistication. Thank you. Um, no. Okay, who am I kidding? You're the one talking about the pear notes and all this other sophisticated shit where I'm like, it tastes good with salt. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, in some ways, this is almost like a margarita with this beautiful egg shit on the top of it. Chicken shit, I believe. (laughs) It's chicken poo on the top, and it's delish. But I, so when I tried this with Rexy when we were at the um, Waldorf Astoria, which, by the way, the Sky Bar is motherfucking awesome. And I won't hold it against you. I won't hold it against you. No, because you bought us the most amazing round while we were there. I had to. It was so good. We bought. So Gina <laughs> sent me an salt. apple cash, and we bought this gorgeous round. It was a flight of whiskeys because whiskeys my thing. Wow. And we're sitting at the table. We bought this beautiful flight of whiskeys. We're sitting there. I actually think we almost had probably the best table in the whole place because we were smack ass in the center of these. Fucking gorgeous windows that looked out over the entire strip. Me want go. The next time you and me go, you and I 
are going to go there because okay. it was incredible. Okay. Works for me. And I, I am so glad you guys got to go. I'm buried at work right now. So there's no way I could have gone anyway, but I'm well, so glad you guys got to. But know what's cool? You and I could go like right after the first of the year. And yeah. maybe we could go to the same places and I could take you to the same things and we could have the same things. We could have the whiskey. We could go to the same places. And honestly, I was imp- so impressed with what they were doing with the COVID shit. It was really? incredible. So yeah. how, how are they handling COVID in Vegas? Well, we stayed at the Aria. Oh. And every... So they've taken out chunks of the casino and they've put in hand washing stations what really yeah and every so often there's also a place where you can get like a paper mask and they've got hand sanitizer nice which millie calls hand sanitizer (laughs) because i think that's cute as fuck it is um so if you go up to your room and you come back down and you're like walking out of your room and you're like I forgot my mask. Bottom in the elevator, there's hand sanitizer and a mask <laughs> waiting for you. Nice. So probably every 500 feet, there's a mask station, a hand washing station, and hand sanitizer. Okay, nice. I like that. Yeah. They also have these new doors that are like, <laughs> what's the word for it? I can't they also think- have these automatic doors. You would also, you would almost think that every door would be an automatic door, but these are the automatic doors that are for folks that need assistance. And all you do is wave your hand in front of them instead of having to punch a button or something like that. You just wave your hand, door oh. opens, you walk the fuck out. Nice. Beauty. Then you don't have to touch anything anyone you else's touch. touch. Which just speaks to me in general. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Totally. I think I think we're getting to a place in our country where we are, everything's going to be no touch. Hmm. There's a lot of, like, we've got no touch fountains in our washer, washrooms, right? And then we've got the no touch soap. And then you have to, like, touch the thing to pull your paper out. So it's just shifting from being from laziness to being from fear of germs, which is fair. I think we're getting there. I think we have to start thinking about it that way. I think some level of fear is healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on your person, right? (laughs) I don't have a high, I'm not high risk, but he is. And Millie is. Millie has asthma. Mm. He has some other conditions that are like put him there. So. Mm. And John the the Brit has no spleen. That puts him there. (laughs) He's automatically automatically there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We actually adopted kittens today. And when the people came over to deliver them, we're like, I hate to do this because I'm sure you guys have been safe and everything, but my husband has no spleen. Like, you mind GTFO. if I meet you on the front porch? 
drop the kittens off on the front porch. Peace out. Bye. Pretty much. Yep. And now we have Grog and Pike. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I don't like the name Grog. If you watch Critical Role and you meet the yeah, kittens. Well, Pike totally is fits. cute. Pike is fine. But Grog, there are so many better names. The thing is, in Critical Role, Grog and Pike, Grog was um, a, not troll, Anyway, he's one of the giant yeah, classes. Well, that's a and stupid name. That's the name of wine. I Well, okay, I'm s- Grog. But you're going to be saying Grog forever, and that sounds like Gleg. No, Grogger-Wogger-Wogger. That's it's- an ugly name. That's an ugly word. That's like Klontarf. <laughs> you remember Fair. Klontarf in Topeka? That's an ugly word. And you're not going to want to say that word forever. And I think you should point that out to your husband because that's an ugly word. You're not going to want to say it forever. At the same time, their relationship is so totally like the relationship between the two characters in Critical Role. And now I can't unsee it. There are other relationships that are similar. I know. I just, I can't. It's stuck because I'm I'm a Critical Role fan. I can't undo it. I get that. I get it. Those are ugly words. I know. Well, this man's name is Travis. So when you see him, you can call him Travis. No. (laughs) Grog is just an ugly word. It's an ugly word to say. Yeah. I know. I get it. But I'm just like, I object. (laughs) Saying as an aunt, I object to that word. That's an ugly word, and I object. Well, we'll let them know. Thank you. No problem. I would I would just ask that you keep your mind open for a couple more days and think about some of the other beautiful familial relationships if that another, exist in the world. If another appropriate one pops up, it will supplant it. Please, please, God, let something else pop up because <laughs> grog is the ugliest word. I know, but it's so. No, it, but it's not. It's oh, ugly. But Cersei. it's Cersei and Jamie. They fucked each other. And so they're going to fuck each other. They're cats. Oh, River and fly. Simon. Those were beautiful. That was yeah. a beautiful relationship. Simon was so supportive of her, and she could kick fucking ass of but, anybody. But that's not—that's not the little one, though. She's much more. I'm going to be cautious. I'm going to protect. I'm going to protect my big brother, but I'm going to be cautious, and I'm going to look at things, and I'm A-1. going to be careful. I thought about that too, but I couldn't think of. Aside from Faramir, I couldn't come up with anything. And anyway. I'm just saying, Grog's a stupid name. And I object. Okay, fair. I object heartily. I don't anyway. object to Pike. That's cool. I don't mind that. But Grog, I object to. That's the fucking name of a wine, and it's not okay. Well, technically, I think you're thinking of Glog, and it's a Swedish no, mixer. No, actually a wine, too. Is it? Okay, I will look it up. So let's move on. All right, cool. Let's move from kitty cuteness and move on. So maybe after all the tasting notes and your sophisticated my your sophisticated palate and my salt and everything is good palate, um, let's uh, 
let's talk about the namesake because we are very much going for yes. Let's She's, do that. Because Sonia like Sotomayor, I actually appreciated the name check that Sonia got in Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> was well, it 3 or 2? I think it was 2. Well, much like the tequilas we picked in our drinks, she's sublime. She is sublime. And the fact that she was buddies with your girl. RBG! The notorious RBG. Rest in peace. Icon. She was an icon and she was amazing. And she deserves our... She deserves a moment of silence. Yes, she does. So let's do that. Okay. And a quote, women belong in every place decisions are being made. Right. Honestly, I have a friend who's making some stickers of different RBG things. And my favorite quote of RBG is when there are nine. I know, because, I mean, think about it. Men, there's been nine men on anything, and no one's batted an eye. If there were nine women, that would get noticed. And that the, actually, it, her, the moment it doesn't get noticed is the moment we've arrived. So this is going to make me cry a little bit. Okay. It's okay. That's what we're for. And that's why representation matters. It fucking matters. So do you want me to tell you what I found? Because John LeBrit and I are going through a ton of... What's... I... I, Well, Missouri's weird about voting or like... Yeah. So I haven't... I'm not sure they'll accept, but my husband has no spleen as a reason. But I might try because maybe they... Anyway, but I haven't voted early, but... Um, John the Brit and I have been going through boxes because I we've been ruthless. Does it spark joy? Good. And we we've been ditching so much. Good stuff. for you. Thank you. But one of the things I kept when we were going through a box of keepsakes my mom kept was a letter I wrote to President Reagan <laughs> <laughs> that said. I want to be the first female president of the United States. And Do I know. You still want to be a president? Oh, fuck no. There's no way in <laughs> hell I want that kind of scrutiny. <laughs> Absolutely not. But the fact that when we were kids, when I was 10 years old, that's what was in my mind. And maybe we're getting that much closer that eventually our daughters will not have to think, or our grandchildren, our daughters will not have to think that same thing because it won't be a phenomenon. It'll just be normal. And that's huge. Okay. So when I went to vote the other day, um, I was... I was voting and I was like clicking our party ticket because we weren't available to vote. There's not the ability to vote um, just straight party line, which is 
Like, I totally get. And honestly, I think that's fine because sometimes I don't I don't have a problem voting outside the party because I have in the past. I like to research every single candidate and make the decision on their own merits. I almost don't have time for that because there was like 27 races that were just like there were there were 23 partisan races and like 17 additional races. I'm like, fucking nobody's got time for that. The 17 additional races were like local races and they all seem fine. And I'm like, yeah, you seem fine. You seem fine. You seem fine. So, but in the past I have part of it has been like name recognition and stuff like that. But in this particular situation, I went to early vote. We wanted to get it done because we knew how important it was, but also we also wanted to vote ahead of the, the surge. Mm. T's, um, I don't know if she's like immunocompromised, but if there was an issue, it would be like more difficult for him. Mm. Anyway, so we want to avoid it if we can. We don't want to avoid it if we can. Yeah. And so we went to vote. And <laughs> you're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. No, no, that was I was just laughing because it was like, oh yeah, we went to vote. It was great. It was no. super good. You're gonna rec- you're gonna cry. You're gonna recry. You're gonna cry. We all know it. It's okay. It's okay. I'm actually not gonna cry now. Okay. Um, I'll so we went to vote. And as I was voting, I'm like clicking through a lot of the candidates I knew something about. Some of the candidates, I was like, yeah, I don't know you, but I'm going to pick you because you're on my side. (laughs) You know, you vote my way. I get you. And there were a lot of people that it was like girl versus it was it was girl on girl action. (laughs) (laughs) You're just doing that for the listens. (laughs) Well, you know what, though? The fact that it was girl on girl action is something, but... When I started thinking about it, I was clicking through, clicking through, clicking through, clicking through. And I realized there were so many women that were running. Here comes T. Oh, hi, T. Hi. I just wanted to let you know that I certainly appreciate girl on girl action. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. All right. So I'm going to come back around. Do it. Sonia Sotomayor. First Latina. Exactly. And again, representation matters. Absolutely. How brilliant is it? And I don't care who you are or what your political affiliation is. Representation matters because and and I swear and I know this sounds dumb as shit and it doesn't even begin to compare with what other people have been through but even as how you're super white i'm super white i'm super white i'm a middle-aged white woman i'm like one step down i know i'm one step down from super privilege all i'm missing is a penis so yeah true yeah so yeah and and i acknowledge that i know that although I'm a ginger. You are a ginger. So you're two step down. I'm a step 
and a half, maybe. Okay, step and a half. I'll take that. But because gingers, like, they get shit because they're gingers. Well, you don't have souls. It's the way it goes. True. That's true. True. So, but it, it, I mean, even when I was a kid, I remember being so impressed with Linda Carter's Wonder Woman and with Princess Leia because they were fucking brunettes. And I'm yes. like, Brunette. I wasn't what? impressed because they were brunettes. I was just impressed because they were girls. Both. Well, okay. So I'm Swedish and I would go to the Swedish family reunions and there were all these blonde, cute girls running around all over the fucking place. And it wasn't until fucking Dukes of Hazard and Daisy Duke that I got attention. I think that's fair. So I think that girls with blonde hair were always given extra attention. I know. Uh, did you ever read the Amy Tan books like Joy Luck Club and stuff like that? I have not, no. And it's it's something I've been very remiss in. I think they're amazing. And there's been several books in that sort of genre that I thought were wonderful. And there was one called Milk and Honey. Have you ever heard of that book? No. In that book, there was a phrase that kind of spoke to my soul. Oh. And it reminded me of my dad. Oh. And it reminded me of... And honestly, I've been missing my dad a lot lately. Like, in the last few weeks, really. Oh, yeah. But there was a, there was a, a quote that the, the... Okay, I'm going to get all choked up. It's okay. Take the time you need. Because okay. I get the dad thing. Okay. I t- totally get the dad thing. You're a badass bitch. You got this. I'm not, though. You are, though. You're the baddest bitch I know. That's why I love you so much, because you've been something for me to look up to for decades. Oh, sad. Decades. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm you, sad. my sister, my mother, you're the baddest ass bitches I know. Okay. Okay. You're okay. You got this. I I got this. You got this. So in that book, Milk and Honey, there was this really cool thing that the father said. And he said, like, the quote is, the kindest words my father said to me is, women like you drown oceans. Oh, my gosh. That's fucking brilliant i think that's important i really do because that's so powerful you know Mm. and i admit it makes me feel all right it makes me feel really powerful you are powerful to have that kind of thought behind it so if I may, I, I want to draw um, a little bit of a, I don't know what word to go with, paradigm dichotomy is probably. Yeah, do it. Let's go dichotomy. I want to draw a dichotomy, a picture of a dichotomy between <laughs> my mother and one of my colleagues. Okay. Because my mother 
in the late 50s, early 60s, um, and I think I've mentioned this in the podcast before, she she applied for an insurance license in a Midwestern state that shall remain unnamed. (laughs) And... Um, she was originally granted that language. And my my mom has a name. I can't remember what name I assigned her. I'm I'm gonna go with John because Okay. Um for the time being I'm gonna go with John just because I can't remember and it doesn't at the end of the day really matter because I usually call her mom. <laughs> um okay. and um Let's say her the female version of her name is Johnette. When she okay. applied, when she applied for the license, she was originally granted that insurance license, but it said to John Biggs. And she wrote back to them in the late 50s, early 60s, and said, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have this, but um, my name is not John. It's actually Johnette. And they wrote back to her and said, then our apologies, you are not granted this license. And they revoked it. That's fucked up. So mom could not be an insurance agent. And it was, she just kind of accepted it and said, okay. And she moved on with life, and she did other amazing things with yes. her life. Um, whereas I have another friend who, let's call him Sam, that I work with, who who's a delightful person. He's very nice, but he's a blowhard. I like him on a personal level. I think he's a perfectly lovable human being. But he's, I'm going to be blunt, he's dumb as a fucking rock. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And yet, he's very successful. And um, he's successful and irritating as fuck. Not going to lie. So, I just look at my incredibly brilliant and capable and smart mother... And granted, it was 40 years ago, 40 plus years ago. Oh, shit. No, I'm sorry. 60 years ago? Mother fuck. How old are we? I'm I'm, no. We're we're super old and it was probably 60 years ago. Switch to our tagline. How the fuck did that happen? So (laughs) 60 years ago, admittedly, but that still happens to women today. Yeah, that's fucked up. And men at that fucked up. No, men at that time are still, as men today, let's, are still being promoted to their level of incompetency. What is it, the Peter Principle? Clarify that happens to women in America today, in third yeah. world countries and other places. It's so much worse for them. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're right. I, and, which makes me feel really shitty for even bitching about it. Because I know it's still happening to women today. Seminars and things I've been in where I've looked around and gone, how come? I I know women make up half of my profession. Why are we not half the panelists at the seminar? So, you know, I think that we've talked about a lot of things. And I know that agree that. Girl power is sort of the thing, right? Oh, 
Absolutely. Uh, I mean, really, what else is there? Smash the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge the dominant paradigm. Uh, Change the oligarchy and subvert the inexorable. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Stop. Okay. I think what we need to do. (laughs) Let's thank our listeners. Welcome back. In there while we regrouped. Um, we might not always be this scattered. We're still kind of figuring it out, but we're going to get there. Tonight's topic, the drink we drank, of course, the drink we drink during every episode. Can it eventually be found at Always Never Right once I get the time to put it up there? (laughs) (laughs) If you have something you would like to hear us talk about, or like say there's a drink you want to hear us You'd like to see us drink this drink and you want to know the history of it. We'll research it for you and we'll drink it for you and we'll get drunk on it for you. We'll happily drink it for you. uh, We'll drink anything for you. (laughs) (laughs) And we have like a zillion social media presences. So check out our contact us page on the website, alwaysneverwrite.com. And literally, if you kind of hate this new stuff, let us know. Please, for the love of God, if you have something different you'd like to see us focus on, we're still trying to find our niche. We're desperate for feedback. Just, you know, let us know. Okay, so you said niche, and I say niche, so... Both of those are things. Both of them are correct. Are they correct? I don't know. I think niche is more correct, so niche is... Wait! I'm always? No, you're not always. You just might have been once. (laughs) I'm occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is another episode of occasionallyneverwrite.com. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) that's very true. Um, Anyway, in all seriousness, my dolls, uh, it's good to be back. I miss this, actually, and I'm I'm super happy to be here, obviously, and not... Due in total part to Casamigo, I'm just legit happy to be here without this. We haven't seen each other for, like, this whole time. We literally haven't even FaceTimed or anything. It's been shit. Because we suck. And without this, all I have is my family. And as amazing as they are, they're also judgy bitches and not in a fun way. That's true. That's absolutely true. And mine actually is kind of the same way lately. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been a holy crap. I didn't even realize they were still a thing. I'm so happy they're back. (laughs) Episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. I'm Gina, and thank you again so much for making this part of your week. And we'll talk more next week, muddles. And thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. Hooray! <laughs> Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.